Good evening, everybody. Time to begin our service this evening. Tonight we'll have, it was technically two songs, and then David will have announcements uh, to more songs, and then Chris, I believe, has our devotional this evening. All right. I was assuming those were your slides. Okay. Uh, our first song tonight is number 891. If you would, let's stand for this song, please. 891, and we'll actually go right into 949 without breaking. So. 891, this is the day the Lord hath made. This is the day, this is the day. seated. Good evening, church family. A couple announcements uh, before we have our devotional. First off, thank you for Stepping Stones for a great meal and uh, efforts they do and put into uh, um, helping funding the, the mission trips and uh, thank you all for all the work y'all do. Um, updates on our, on our uh, uh, activities going on. Uh, Life Group 1, that's uh, uh, Rick Keister's group. Life Group 1 will be meeting on the 12th here at the church building. Um, do you know what time? 7, 7 o'clock. Um, be here at 7 o'clock. Um, and also on November 12th as well is the men's planning meeting. Breakfast will be at 8 o'clock and we'll discuss... Um, our future plans at 8.30. Uh, men, I encourage you to come to this. Uh, this is our opportunity to hear what we did uh, last year, what we plan on doing this year, and our five-year plan. So this is your opportunity um, to discuss what's going on here at the church, and I do encourage you to come to that, and plus there will be breakfast as well. So that's always a good encouragement. Um, also, November 13th, there will be a high school and middle school devotional at my house. Uh, November 20th will be our special needs contribution. Please put that in your calendar. Um, as a reminder, Saturday night, uh, Daylight Savings ends. So uh, remember that, um, that you don't show up to church, um, which I always have. Some, I get here early, and I always have somebody that shows up, so that's pretty funny. Um, 
Uh, this year, um, we will not be doing the four o'clock service on Sunday nights. Um, so we, uh, there will be a sign-up sheet on the four-year board. If you need picked up for, to come to church at six o'clock, I mean seven, yeah, six o'clock, um, we're more than happy to pick you up, uh, um, and or just let w someone from your life group know that you need a ride, and uh, your life group leaders will set that up. But uh, there will be, we won't be doing the four o'clock service this year. Uh, also, uh, life group responsibilities change for next month. Um, so please check with your life group leaders about uh, the changes uh, that, that have been made on that. Updates on our prayer list. Remember, continue to keep uh, Terry Leap in your prayers as he, as Gary Leap's brother, is, uh, he's suffering through cancer with uh, bone and liver cancer at this time. Remember to continue to keep Sandy Hughes as Jennifer Ward's mother. She's still in the hospital. Um, I just remember to keep her and Jennifer in your prayers at this time. Jennifer Baker, um, she, she's still asking for prayers, which is, you know, it was good to see her Sunday and last Sunday, but uh, still remember to continue to pray for her. It's good to see Gail with us today. Uh, she's still suffering from a blood clot in her leg. Remember to continue to keep her in her prayers. And um, Emery uh, McAllister, uh, he is back at the hospital. He is COVID. Uh, so remember uh, the McAllister family um, and Emory in your prayers at this time as well. That's all the announcements I have. Did I miss anything else? All right, let's go to God in prayer at this time. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for all the many blessings you give us, Lord. Lord, this opportunity to come here this evening, Lord, to learn more about you, to be able to apply your word to our everyday lives. Lord, we pray that, that we're, we can continue on being a shining light within our community, Lord. We pray that we're thankful that we are here, Lord. We pray for the ones that are not here. Lord, if maybe that for whatever reason they're not, Lord, let's let them know that we are thinking of them and that we are praying for them, that um, wishing that they were here, Lord, wishing that we could be an encouragement to them and hoping that we can be an encouragement to them as well, Lord. Lord, we ask you at this time to continue to be with our sick, be with the ones that are dealing with cancer at this time, be with the ones that are in the hospital. Lord, we ask you to be with the nurses and the doctors who are taking care of them. Give them the comfort they need. Lord, be with our widows and our shut-ins, Lord. Let us be an encouragement to them. Lord, we ask you to continue to be with our youth here at Rome, Lord. Let us help them, Lord, during their walk. Lord, let them always know that they can go to your word for strength and guidance, Lord, and that we're here as a church for them and to encourage them, to help them through whatever they have, have, have going on in their life, Lord. Lord, we ask you this time to still continue to be with the ones who are struggling spiritually, that are sick. Lord, just be with them. Give them the strength that they need, Lord. Lord, but most of all, thank you so much for you sending your son to die on the cross for us, Lord, and for loving us and forgiving us for when we do fall short. Lord, it's in Jesus Christ's name I do pray. Amen. Our next song is number 892. 892, The Steadfast Love of the Lord.
839, when all of God's singers get home. After this, we'll have our lesson. Number 389, let him have his way with thee. Good evening. Well, you know how 1 Peter 3.15 says you need to be ready to give a defense for you. I was walking through some caves uh, earlier this year. We've been, our family has had the opportunity to go through several caves this year uh, we actually got to go through one in, while we were at polishing the pulpit this year with uh, Dr. Jeff Miller, who's a, a 
one of the speakers for Apologetics Press, and he goes through caves all across the country uh, looking for how they are formed. Um, so I'm going to kind of walk you through some of that stuff uh, tonight. This is us going through the Crystal Onx Cave in Tennessee when we went on that, uh, that family retreat. Most, uh, most people believe that caves were formed um, over the space of millions and millions of years, right? They need that massive uh, time span in order to, for the, for the caves to form like they think that they have formed. So you're familiar with car, carbonic acid, right? It's what's, it's what's in your pop, it's what's in your soda. When you open it up and you hear the fizz, it's carbon, right? Um, it's carbonic acid. And so they think that carbonic acid is what has leaked down from the soil, like as it rains, the rainwater hits the soil and it goes through carbon, basically dead things, plants, animals, and it filters down through the ground and eventually it'll get to a spot where it starts eating away at some of the, some of the things that are there, opening up a pocket in the earth. So you can try this for yourself at home. You put a penny, an old dirty, grimy penny, in a bottle of Coke and you leave it there for a couple of days and you come back, what happens? Your penny is a little bit shinier now than it was when you put it in there because the carbonic acid has eaten away at some of the grime and yuck on, on the penny. It won't eat the penny, but it'll eat, the, it'll eat away the grime and the yuck. Now, they say that caves formed like that, these massive openings in caves, are there because carbonic acid has formed this massive pocket. And so it must have taken a long and egregious amount of time for that cave to form because carbonic acid is what forms caves. Here's the only problem with that. Carbonic acid is not most likely what forms caves. Sulfuric acid is what forms caves. Here's how you get sulfuric acid. You get it the exact same way. You get carbonic acid, water and decaying materials, but you add a little extra something into that to get Carb uh, to get sulfuric acid, you add hydrogen sulfide. And when those three elements meet together, you get sulfuric acid. Here's the cool thing about sulfuric acid. I feel like I'm losing you. Hang on. <laughs> Here's the cool thing about sulfuric acid. Instead of it leaking down through the soil, which would take millions and millions of years to form these caves, sulfuric acid, they think, has risen from the ground up. And so it's eaten away in a very quick fashion and made these these massive openings in the ground. Now, if you go back and you look at that picture, you see stalactites hanging tight to the wall. You see stalagmites hanging, uh, being formed on the ground. Carbonic acid does form these things. And so you can, uh, can kind of see, if you walk through a cave, you'll see uh, the cave dripping, right? You know, every now and then you'll get a cave kiss when the water drips on your head caves uh, has leaked on you, but that, that material that's in that water is what's forming the stalactites and the stalagmites and the cave bacon and all the other cave foods that you find in caves. All the cave formations are formed by those things. Here's, here's the ticket though. They think that those things were formed over millions of years because now they're forming very, very slowly. Let me give you an illustration for exactly how slowly they think these things are forming. This is another cave we went through. This one was privately owned. Um, and uh, so if you look on the, <laughs> the left-hand side uh, of the board, that, uh, that, that cord that's hanging down between the, uh, between the soda cans, that's a piece of electrical wire. They, um, 
put electricity in this cave in the 60s or the 70s, I think. Um, and calcite, the stuff that caves are made out of, started forming on that, that wire, which is really weird because they'll say, they'll tell you that um, calcite, the things that make caves, the things that make um, stalactites and stalagmites, they form at 0.01 inches per year. Now, if you've got a penny in your pocket, take your penny out and look at it. It's a sixth. So cut, turn your penny on in like that so you can see the edge of it. And imagine it being cut into six equal layers. Take one of those layers, and that's how fast they, they will tell you today that calcite grows. It's very, very, very slow, right? So here's the problem. It hasn't always grown that fast. And in fact, if you go through a cave today, they're going to tell you, well, this is how fast they grow. And that's why you can't touch the walls or the stalactites or the stalagmites because these things are growing at very slow rates and your, the oils on your skin will mess them up and you'll have destroyed millions of years worth of um, growth just by touching it. It's not, not true. Um, we've been through so many of these caves and you just kind of take it for granted that what they're telling you is true because this person's in a position of authority and so you're just like, you just kind of buy it. I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes, that makes sense. It doesn't make any sense. You start looking at the science and it doesn't make any sense. Especially when you learn that some of these guys will say, well, our cave, uh, the, the growth, the calcite rate is much faster in our cave than it is in other caves we've seen. Interestingly enough, that's true across the country and across the world. Every cave tour guide will tell you. Now, our cave is special. Calcite grows faster here than it does anywhere else in the world. They all say that. And this little electrical wire here with calcite growing on it, how long do you think that would have had to have been there for 0.01 inches of calcite to have formed on this thing? A year. So take your penny, turn it sideways so you can see the, the depth of it, cut it in six equal parts, and take one of those parts, and that is how fast calcite grows on this thing per year. So that thing's been there for the last 3,000 years, right? Well, patently, obviously not, right? And so it's only been there for like the last 30 years. So calcite, they're, they're, what I'm trying to say is their theory of how fast this stuff grows is not right. Obviously is not right. And when we questioned the guide about it, he said, well, you know, calcite... Uh, grows faster on man-made things than it does on on uh, natural things. You're like, okay, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> like you see that, right? Uh, and so, I think that's I think that's so interesting. I think it's one of the ways that we can defend the truth because caves across the world, uh, you can go in any one in in the country just about, and they'll tell you, well, carbonic acid has formed this cave. And it's not most likely how that was formed. They were formed during the flood because conditions were perfect during the flood for caves to have formed. You've got a massive amount of water, you've got an awful lot of decaying material, and then you've got hydrogen sulfide, which is like the, um, the gas that comes out of volcanoes when volcanoes erupted, volcanoes erupted during the flood. So with all that upheaval that's going on in the earth, some of the water got swallowed, the decaying material hit it, the hydrogen sulfide from the volcanoes hit that, and sulfuric acid was made, and they started making these, these giant cavities in the earth that we know as caves today. That makes more sense than what they're saying about the carbonic acid. It just doesn't hold 
water. And there are literally hundreds and, and possibly millions of these type of things that are out there that we're just being sold lies to. That's not, it's not true, but that's what we've been told for decades and decades. And now generations are passing and our children are hearing. My children have heard several times throughout this year, well, this is how caves are formed and they leak down through the earth and that's how they're formed. And it's just, it's just not the case. They were formed during the flood from the ground up. Sulfuric acid burning away the portions of the cave, making this massive cavity. Now, the stalactites and the stalagmites, the other cave formations, uh, those are formed by carbonic acid, but they're not formed at this incredibly slow rate. They're, in fact, formed um, in a varying rates. So like how much it rains, how much decaying material is, uh, is going through, how much carbon the water goes through and takes with it, uh, how much limestone it's coming through. All these are defining factors and there's more uh, defining factors than just those that'll tell you how fast the, the cave will grow every year. And so the whole idea that caves are, are the, the linchpin behind the evolutionary argument uh, is faulty at best. But there's certainly a more reasonable um, method of looking at that, a more logical way of looking at that. And, and this is bought out west. So like the massive caverns uh, out west, Carlsbad caverns, some of the big caves out west, um, they'll tell you, sulfuric acid formed this cave. For some reason, you don't always see uh, the caves in this section of our country saying that. But there are indicators, I think that's neat, uh, for caves being formed by sulfuric acid. And I'll try to post some of those um, pictures and links uh, to those articles on our Facebook page this weekend. Uh, so you'll be able to see those if you'd like to, to do more, a little bit more research on that. But I think that's interesting. So I uh, kind of wanted to, to walk you through some of that stuff. But that's, that's the tour we went on uh, this year when we went to... Um, polishing the pulpit and I think that was such a such a neat thing um, I love apologetics I love Christian evidences I think they build up your faith I think they strengthen your faith and so if your faith is struggling go back and look at some of those things and that's the bedrock that our faith sits on um, we have evidence that our faith is sure that it's secure that it's true this isn't just a, a blind leap of faith. This is a logical decision that you've made to follow Christ, that he's worth giving everything up for, that what he says is true. is actually true. He really did the things that he said he did. He really created the world in six literal days. There really was a global flood, and there really will be a day of judgment. And so if you're looking forward to that day of judgment... As God's people, we look forward to that day, don't we? Because we know that all rights will be... All wrongs will be righted on that day. Justice will be served on that day. And his people will be vindicated on that day. And that's the day that we're looking forward to. But if we're not inside of Christ, that is a day that ought to be feared, shouldn't it? Because that will be the day of judgment when he rains down vengeance on those who are still lost in their sins. And so if that's you this evening, if you are still lost in your sins... Tonight's the night when you can make that change, where you can become a part of his body, where you can have your sins washed away, putting on him, put it, becoming a brand new creation. Maybe you've already made the decision, and you just need the prayers of this congregation to be who God would have you to be. If you have any need tonight, why won't you come as we stand and sing?
Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the beautiful day that you blessed us with. The opportunity for each and every one of us to get out and gather here to bring praise to you and worship you and honor your holy name. Be with everybody mentioned this evening, those on the sick list, those that need your healing hand. Put it over them. May you take care of every one of their needs. Be with all of us here as we go split our different ways into our studies. May we grow closer to you. Be with us and keep us safe as we depart. May we always bring glory and honor to you. Forgive us when we do wrong. In Jesus' name, amen.